0: Hello and welcome to All Things Small Business brought to you by DAU. I'm Ken Karka, DAU's Small Business Learning Director. This series is offered as a continuing dialogue between government, industry, and academia on acquisition related issues that impact small businesses who support the critical defense industrial base. Let's join today's conversation.
1: Welcome to All Things Small Business. I'm your host, Anthony Rotolo, and this is the show where acquisition and small business meet. We bring together business owners, contract experts, policymakers, and stakeholders, and we explore the issues facing small business and acquisition professionals as they work together to overcome challenges in a government and defense context. With me for today's show is DAU's own Ken Carcuff. That's that voice you hear opening up every episode. He's my co-producer of the show. Ken, very, very excited to have you today.
2: Anthony, it's a pleasure to be with you today, and I'm going to come right back you and say thank you very much. You have done an outstanding job producing this podcast, so I think a lot of the success is due to your diligence, professionalism, and I'm looking forward to spending some time with you today.
1: Oh, thank you, Ken. Uh, this show has been a long time coming. We've been talking about it. I, I think it'll be good to sort of peel back the curtain and be able to look at all the motivation behind producing the show. Now, let me tell the audience a little bit about you. In terms of Defense Acquisition University, DAU, Ken Carcuff has been DAU's Small Business Learning Director since August of 2019. He's responsible for leading the life cycle activities of assigned small business professional or SBP learning assets. He also serves as a professor for all instructor-led SBP courses. But Ken, you've had a career before coming to DAU. You've got a career that informs your experience here. Let's sort of go back a bit. Let's start there. Tell us a little more about your background.
2: Yes, Anthony, so I've been at this DOD acquisition or DOD business for a little over 43 years, uh, long time, uh, very, very excited to be part of what we do. I believe it's critical uh, to get those products for our warfighters. But uh, I had the opportunity to go to the Naval Academy, graduated through helicopters for the Navy for 20 years. And when I retired I went into business, uh, working for a service-disabled veteran-owned small business, it was logistics. And that's really where I kind of got introduced uh, to small business. It wasn't something I aspired to. Uh, I just wound up, but it was really a, a wonderful step forward. So after about five years of supporting Naval Air Systems Command, I got hired into the small business office as a government professional, small business professional, most come in as contracting officers. I didn't have a contracting background. I had a program management background, which was, was unique. But I think that has served me really well because I, I understand uh, the warfighter aspect, having used the products and looking at a, a problem from a program perspective is a little different than contracting. So it was great to bring that into the office. I spent nine years at Naval Air Systems Command, had every position up to acting director I was able then to go to the Pentagon with the Air Force. I got to learn uh, about the Air Force. I got to learn the Pentagon protocols. Really important to spend some time in the Pentagon. And I expected I would be up there for a couple of years, but the DAU job opened up and I applied. Uh, I really had aspired to eventually wind up teaching and I was fortunate to be hired as the learning director. So my primary responsibility is developing and managing and owning the learning assets. But I also have the pleasure of teaching, which keeps me current with the small business professionals in the field. So it's really important to get with them a couple of times, and my case is all the courses, and learn from them as well.
1: That's great. It's an amazing career. It's a very rich pass that you've got from helicopters to this. Uh, we can't quite predict what pathway our career will take. But, you know, everything is preparatory. So it's kind of interesting how you're explaining how you uh, didn't come in with, with contracting experience. You were a program manager. But just, again, all of these things build upon one another.
2: Yeah, I retired from the Navy in 2002. So I worked for a small business up until February of 2008 when I went in, into the small business office. And and really, it's not uncommon uh, and to, to really land on both feet when you retire from the military. But to go into a small business, I mean, you know, it's not very deep. So, you know, day one, you're involved in decision making. And I went from basically a part-time hire to a division manager in less than 18 months with that small business. I had the opportunity to take the company from, you know, $500,000 six-month GSA contracts to when I left, I had over $25 million of contracts rolled up under the Navy Seaport vehicle. You just don't get that opportunity right out of the starting box when you go to a large business. So that really opened up a a real passion in my heart for the value of small businesses, uh, the opportunity uh, that You know, retirees or former military members have. Uh, It's the backbone of America. I mean, my start in small business was being nine years old, going to my grandfather's used car lot in Highland Park, New Jersey, and earning $2 for every car I washed on a Saturday morning. And back in the late 60s, early 70s, it was Brillo pads on the chrome, Brillo pads on the white walls, and a wisp room to clean out the car. So, And I got paid $5 and I got lunch. So I mean, that was my start in small business. And, And to this day, I really believe uh, that small business is really critical to our economy and the defense industrial base.
1: Well, absolutely. Yeah, small business is the backbone of our economy. So it's those like lemonade stand type experiences that you begin with as a kid that really builds sort of your your awareness, your character and shape you going forward. I thought it was interesting how you did go into a small business after a military career and that further formed your experience in I guess that might have been mid to later career before coming to DAU. So you, you bring a wealth of experience with you. We're very privileged to have you with us,
2: Ken. Well, I'm excited to be here. And just another thing is, uh, I really believe that not only is it the small business is important, but I think it's the learning that really is critical. The small business classes are really designed uh, to have networking and, and cross-talk between the students, uh, the students and instructors. So we're all learning. And additionally, I'm also uh, also working on my uh, doctorate program uh, through Liberty University in educational leadership. So uh, I, I am continuing to be a lifelong learner, and not only am I teaching in the classroom, I'm doing the same thing they're doing I'm learning how to work on a virtual platform and use learning management systems so it's not just trying to teach something it's actually learning and employing it from both sides that's why I'm excited about participating in this podcast so I can see uh, how you do it with the other guests and each one has really been an outstanding podcast I'm really glad to be on the other side and be your guest and just see how this works so thanks for the opportunity
1: Oh, well, thank you. Uh, what you said is is really important, that lifelong learning ethic, especially today, we live in an age of disruption. Things are changing all the time. We have to reinvent our careers. We have to reinvent the way we do business. Processes change. All these different things are constantly morphing. So that lifelong learning ethic is very, very important. I'm sure five years from now, the world is going to look a little bit different again, and just staying in that that cycle of renewal, relearning, retraining very, very important. So, speaking of this podcast, Ken, how was it that that background led you to have a vision for a podcast? What were your aims? What were you thinking as you you began mulling this idea?
2: I didn't really have a background at all in podcasting. I, I was familiar with the concept. I'd heard a few, but uh, you know, not much experience. So sometimes when you have an idea and it comes to fruition, it, it actually matures differently than you expected. And oftentimes it turns out a lot better. So when I got hired, uh, one of my goals really was to what I call my technical term is called peanut buttering. I wanted to peanut butter small business across uh, the DAU enterprise. I wanted it to be more than just teaching classes a couple of times a year. So one of my thoughts was I could come up with a uh, a sports example, like in football, the two minute drill, you got to get points on the board right before the end of the half or the end of the game. So I was going to come up with some type of weekly drumbeat podcast, probably kind of like a two minute format, picking a, a topic and then just go through something quickly and just get it out to the workforce. So I talked to my boss and uh, he said, yeah, good idea, but yeah, it's a lot. So thinking about it i kind of got introduced to joni who's our other you know the three of us have been been working on this and joni's had some really good ideas so she kind of said well let's maybe think about this a little bit and let's make it a little longer maybe let's pick topics and maybe not so often maybe once a month twice a month maybe and let's make it a little more interesting to help the acquisition workforce, not specifically just a small business professional. And then we got introduced to you with your background and you were able to bring all the technical expertise. So what went from maybe a two minute conversation on a very limited topic morphed into a 30 or 40 minute discussion real time with very engaging speakers.
1: Yes. And thank you for bringing up Joni. That's Dr. Joni Dowling. She completes this circle. And it's really been a wonderful partnership as we set this up and put legs under the podcast. Yes, my history with podcasts goes back to nearly the beginning. I've been producing since about 2007, various shows, things that I have stood up, um, many of the programs that I've either partnered on or been a guest to. So that over the years formed kind of a credential that I was able to bring to DAU and pitch this idea Of What are really sort of like radio talk shows for the internet. And we really saw them take off. We saw them become mainstream conscious, something entering the consciousness of the everyday person. And so I think the time was ripe for us to do some things at DAU. Before I began this program, I stood up a program called The Learning Circle, which caters to DAU, the educational institution, and that type of world, that type of audience. But closer to the home of our content, this being about small business, uh, this is just a great example of how we can get into the acquisition world. So I was really delighted when you approached me with this idea. It was a challenge for me. And a year later, I I hope the challenge has been met. We've got 13, 14 shows and counting Uh, since then on a variety of topics. I think we've covered the government side, the small business side fairly equally now. We've got got good coverage. I want to go back to something you said about peanut buttering small business. I like that phrase. It sounds like uh, what you're really trying to do is enculturate small business sort of through DAU, sort of pepper us with, not to mix metaphors, but to just generate continuous awareness. So uh, I guess a serial show like a podcast could be a vehicle to just give that sort of constant um, like drip, drip, drip of those ideas. Is that the idea you're, you're going for?
2: exactly it's it's really like you know keeping small business at the forefront of a process that you go through when you place acquisition it can't always be always be about small business and small business is not the answer for every acquisition but in many cases it is so it's kind of a paradigm shift from thinking about i hope i get to the end of the acquisition and i'll just deal with my small business program and my rules and my professional and move forward as opposed to I really think small business could play a major role or play a role in its acquisition. And I'm going to go into the process with that. And then I'm going to try to see if that's validated. And if it's not, then we'll figure it out. So it's really a a paradigm shift. And because small business really touches almost all acquisitions, it touches program management. It touches contracting. It touches legal, uh, logistics, engineering. In addition to the small business professional, which is there to help the agency execute their program. So my idea was we ought to be discussing small business, just not in small business courses, but across the enterprise. So if I get invited to speak in a class, a non-small business class, obviously address small business, or I'll ask small business-focused questions. So we have the idea to have this podcast, it's a great way of getting learning and information quickly to an audience in 20-30 minutes you can get some topical information whether it's about uh small business uh, barriers to entry into government uh how they get funding and start a business uh, the issues of women owned small businesses. One company you interviewed, uh, they had actually transferred from a services company to a high-end biomanufacturing company. That's a major decision and change. So it, it's awesome to see how this how this is shaking out. And I, I did some demographics for you. We we got on today, and we've had we've had 14. And it turns out we've had seven government and seven industry interviews. And it wasn't planned that way, it just worked out that way. And I got students in my classes that have either been guests. Or went on to be a guest on podcast. And every class I teach now, the podcast comes up. So this is is touching people where they are and making a difference.
1: Oh, that's great to hear. And again, just on the subject of this format, which we call a podcast, what it is at its heart, it's an audio interview. It's conversation as a learning asset. And what I'm excited about it is that it can serve many different contexts, like you're talking about. Small business pertains to all the different disciplines that we teach. The other thing that we can do with this format going forward is maybe just take bits and pieces of it, and maybe it can find its way into other types of curricula, other types of learning assets so that we can repurpose, recontextualize. And you know, leverage what we've done and spread it around. But yeah, I do hope that what we've done so far really draws out these excellent minds that we have around us that we need to tap into, be they on the the business or the government side, and really draw out the the challenges and just again the practical aspects of getting an award to uh, whatever it is that small businesses are trying to achieve. So again, I think these are uh, finding their purpose. So it's very encouraging to hear that it's coming up in classes and there is a an awareness that's building.
2: Well, if I may, uh, the other thing is that I, I think that the, the key, and I, I fully agree with you about that. You know, the micro learning and, and getting information faster and quicker, that's really learner focused. And I know Dr. Dowling, Joni, would really be excited to hear that because that's really something that she's brought to our group. This is allows us to do that. I mean, there's the potential for the credential, the small business credential. Eventually, you're going to have to renew your credential. Maybe listening to some of these podcasts may be something rather than taking a course to to do some refreshment on learning. I know for a fact that uh, the podcasts have generated two larger venues. We had a all Navy uh, senior leadership panel back in May. We had Miss Cindy Shaver, who's the senior contracting officer of the Navy and Dr. I mean, Mr. Jimmy Smith, who's the director of Navy small business. They did a two hour panel, I moderated it. We had two senior leaders, SESs from the Navy, talk to and take questions on small business for two hours. That was a direct follow on to Leslie Faircloth, the Navy small business specialist that you interviewed uh, that led to a follow on discussion. We also had a conversation in August with Michelle Courier. We had the contracting basics. We had the topic of what's a small business professional. Michelle hosted it. I was a guest, and we invited two small business professionals from the field. Again, great uh, opportunity, and we have several hundred people that participated in both of those events, got real-time information. So this is really allowing for learning to take place either in a classroom, on the podcast, Or other events that DAU is using. So I think the utility of what we're doing here, and largely attributed to you with the way you've engineered these, uh, is really a a real um, forward leaning thing that DAU is using as part of its transformation.
1: Yeah, and you know, speed being so important, we can't wait, you know, a year or, or more to build the large course all the time. Right, Like we said, things are changing and we're learning and relearning, policies change, all these different things are happening. So the ability to create an asset where you record it in a day and within a matter of days it's live and doing good in the world, I think that's very, very important. Now, Ken, talk about the recently deployed DOD Small Business Professional Credential and how it's helping the small business professional workforce.
2: Well, Anthony, I appreciate that you injecting. This this is very important. And I'm going to start with the, with the real time, and I'll kind of work back on a little bit of walk down memory lane. So right now, uh, we have a DAU credential, the Small Business Professional Credential. It is the only uh, credential for small business professionals within DOD. It was deployed back on uh, April 30th. So it's been out there now for a couple months. Uh, I think right now we have, uh, I think right now there's 192 students that have enrolled in the credential 45 have completed it and are actually credentialed uh, under the the dod small business professional credential that's important and it's it's a credential so it's voluntary you have to enroll uh, there is no automatic enrollment with dau or uh, even if you take have taken some of the classes why this is important is that uh, the small business uh, career field it was going to be a career field about seven or eight years ago. There was a decision made to make it a career field, just like program management, just like contracting. Well, things happened, and there was a decision about a year and a half or two years ago now that it was not going to be a career field. So what did we do? Well, we came up with a concept. DOD uh, came up with a concept of establishing a credential. So there's still a path forward for small business professionals and other folks in DOD to get into the credential and get that credential that says, hey, I have a level of training that's focused on, on small business. So this is a good thing uh, for DOD and certainly a good thing for the small business professionals, about 800 of them that make up the DOD workforce.
1: What does that credentialing process look like? Just tell us how that works as people want to build their small business credentials.
2: Absolutely. Everybody wants to know as, as a student, you know what's the learning required of me? So right now it is set up that there is five courses that are required for the credential. There's a SBP 101, which is an online course, no instructor involvement, takes about eight hours to complete. That's a prerequisite for SBP 102, which is introductory to small business. It's the part B of the, of the 100 level. Uh, that's an, a virtual class. It's taught virtually now by two small business instructors. Usually I would be one of them. That takes about 25 hours of learning over the course of a week. Then there's SBP 201, another online course. Again, no instructor, about eight hours on your own. And then that's a prerequisite for the SBP 202, the intermediate small business course. Again, two instructors virtually, 25 learning hours over the course of a week. And then the last course is SBP 210. Uh, That's a real full immersion in all things subcontracting and small business participation. That's a full five day class, 36 learning hours. You complete all of those. uh, learning hours is about 108 and then you have to take a written assessment and when you do that you get the credential now we in small business we allow you 2 years most credentials at DAU you have 1 year small business you're allowed 2 years to get the courses completed complete the assessment and then you get awarded the credential it goes into your record and that credential is good for 5 years and then at that point you'd have to renew it and we're working on the renewal requirements now nobody's the earliest credentials are back in May. So we've got time, but it, it's going to take a little bit of work. But I think the value added in the learning is going to be very valuable to you.
1: That would take the form of some kind of continuous learning, other forms of assets that keep up and maintain your currency.
2: Right. It's not going to go back and redo the courses that that doesn't make sense at all. It's going to be something that's going to refresh you. And whether it's a video or a podcast or a short course, it's going to be something that's real time relevant and issues that you need to do to stay refreshed. It's not going to cycle back and redo. We're, we're changing the way we do things with DAU learning. And this credential really is going to keep pace with that new uh, learner focused learning where you can get something and take it right back to the workplace and and use it right then and, and help you.
1: You mentioned earlier that small business is not the answer to everything, but you know, in this environment where we're hearing so much about speed to market and things like other transaction authorities and different techniques and tactics to getting things into warfighters' hands that they need, tell us a little bit more about why small business is vital to that, how that's sort of changing the traditional way we've been doing things.
2: Well, small businesses uh, traditionally are, are obviously much smaller in, in, in size than large businesses, although there are some small businesses that, that can be quite large. You can be up to, in some cases, have 1,500 employees and be considered a small business. So th- they can have some some pretty good size and, and some real oomph to it. But the, the things with the small business, they, they typically be the cutting edge of innovation. Like the majority of patents uh, come out of small businesses. They employ probably half or more of the engineers or computer scientists. There's a lot of innovation and a lot of agility that comes out of small business. Uh, the other thing is, you know, I always use the example that, you know, pick up the phone and call Lockheed Martin. Uh, you may never get to the CEO and it'll take who knows how long before you get a response? But you call a small business, and you're going to likely get the the owner, the president, the CEO, the company, and you're probably going to get resolution pretty quickly. So small businesses bring a lot of things to the fight. Where they really need to help from the large businesses is they need some bench strength, they need some coaching and mentoring. Uh, so those are all programs that are available. And I know we're not going to get into all of that, but there's a lot of programs out there where the small businesses can come together with large businesses. Small prime, large subcontractor, large prime, small subcontractor, men are protege. There's many ways of of, of baking the cake that they can bring the real value because the whole key is is getting the product or service to our warfighter on cost, on schedule, and you and, and really as quickly as we really can get it. And that's and we're looking where can small businesses help on the edge and bring value to us.
1: It's a very interesting role that small business plays. Now, what are some current small business issues or barriers?
2: Well, there's a lot of things with uh, small business. uh, You know, it it changes every day. I mean, it, it, it acquisition changes a lot. So in, in some ways, there's, there's some really good news. I mean, we had a couple changes right now to the uh, federal acquisition reg- regulation. The FAR. Uh, three of them came out on the same day back in uh, mid-August, and they were all effective, I think, on September 10th or 11th. Uh, one was it, it, it uh, codified some additional roles that the Small Business Administration Procurement Center represented, the SBA-PCR, who oversees all of DOD's acquisitions and other federal agencies, what role they can play on reviewing acquisition documentation. We had one that came out that identified good faith effort, to defined good faith effort. That's what a large business is being measured against. When they put a subcontracting plan in place, and they can have large and small businesses as subcontractors, they have to meet a standard code called good faith. Well, now we have a definition of what it means to, to show good faith or not show good faith, and that helps as you evaluate compliance. And they get a they get an evaluation, uh, a, a contractor performance assessment reporting system as CPAR grade. The other one that came out was limitations on subcontracting. When largest get contracts, they have to use small businesses. When small businesses win contracts using a small business program, they have to do X amount of the award. Typically, they have to do 50% of the cost of the work, and the rest they can subcontract. So all of those things came out in the far recently, which are updates. But there's also other things that are that are that have to really be looked at. You mentioned uh, category management. We looked at the uh, numbers, not we, but DOD has looked at the numbers, and so is the SBA. Uh, there's been about a 40% decline in small businesses in the defense industrial base over the last couple of years. Why is that? Well, there's been a lot of things we've had COVID and the pandemic is, is, really wreaked havoc. Uh, we've had a lot of companies that were able to get things that now they don't get because of category management. So maybe more dollars are going to small businesses in the aggregate, but the numbers supporting the defense industrial base has really decreased. So I know that's one of the major things that this administration and the The DOD Office of Small Business Programs are looking at is getting more small businesses back into the defense industrial base. And the big one we talk about all the time, communication. I mean, I I I typically say in class, I don't think you can over communicate, you can under or miscommunicate. But I don't think he can over communicate. There's a lot of communication that needs to take place between government and industry, in some cases, academia, as we do these acquisitions. And we still have a long way to go to really, really refine that way of communicating. So we clearly tell the industry what we want. They know what we were asking for, what we need, and then they can provide it to us at fair market value.
1: Ken, thank you for that answer. There are a lot of challenges within the world of small business right now. I'm surprised by that statistic, by the way, about a 40% reduction in the, the actual number of small businesses. That has to be concerning. I know we can only do so much from our end, but you have established some initiatives within DAU for small businesses. Tell us what those are.
2: Yes. So there's a couple of things that we're doing. And again, this is part of, like I said earlier about, you know, getting the exposure and the drumbeat on small business, you know, more uh, spread across DAU and outside of DAU. So the first thing that we did is uh, we came up with a uh, industry support webpage. It uh, deployed back in December of 2019, but it's basically one-stop shopping industry can go there as well as the government. And it's basically how to do business, with DOD, so if you're a new small business or you're trying to grow your business, if you're a large business and you're wondering what some of the things that are going on, you can go there and get some resources. It's not recreating the wheel. So we we have a lot of links to the SBA, Department of Defense, Army, Navy, Air Force, GSA, but it's it's a place to go. And of note. That's where the podcasts are hosted. So if you are an Apple podcaster and you have the of the app, great. You can get those and you'll be notified when a new one uh, is deployed. If you're not, you can go right to our industry support page, scroll down, click on listen now on the podcasts. You'll see an introduction on each podcast. Pick the one you want. And you can listen to it right there. So that, that's very valuable. Another thing that we do is we have become the platform of choice for the DoD Office of Small Business Programs. Uh, they started about a year, little over a year ago because of COVID. There was a lot of requests from industry to have a constant drumbeat, so they started a, a week a monthly webinar. So we are, we now host it for them. So there are topics that are that are taken on where it's industry or government talking to industry, government, academia. Uh, The next one is on the 20th of October. It's always the third Wednesday of the month. The next one is coming up is on the Defense Production Act Title I and defense priorities and allocation system. So this is something that was really critical. Remember back with PPE and all the things that they had to develop for the vaccine and the things early part of the COVID pandemic. Now we're a lot further along And a lot of dollars were obligated large and small using DPA. So this could be very interesting. Uh, The other thing is that I I mentioned earlier, we have, you know, we are willing uh, to host webinars. So if you have a speaker or you're with an agency, Army, Navy, Air Force, Fourth Estate, and you wanna bring some speakers, you know, we can facilitate that for you and have that dialogue where your leadership can talk to your folks Talk to the defense industrial base. Talk to an issue. Uh, We want to make sure that we give small business a voice in the defense acquisition system.
1: It sounds like DAU is really becoming a hub for these kinds of resources.
2: Yes, absolutely, and I I think that's it's better to be the hub than be on on the spoke. That's for sure.
1: (laughs) That's right. I appreciate your bringing up the webinars. Uh, DAU has been doing a lot with webinars. A number of my colleagues have been producing excellent discussions on a, a variety of, of topics. This podcast, though, is rather unique, actually. You're, you're inviting our audience continuously to join us and to become a part of it. Ken, I'd like you to speak to that. I'd like you to extend that invitation and expound upon it for a moment, please.
2: Absolutely. Thanks, Anthony, for that opportunity. And it really does work. I'll tell you, the last podcast that we had uh, with Miss Anita Brightman from uh, the company that does, it's a a public relations company, A Bright Idea, uh, actually was spawned by uh, that company reaching out. So when we do say that we really want to hear from you, if you have a story to tell or you want to participate, we do listen. So we, we only do them once a month, so it may not happen right away. But that was a great example of someone reaching out to us with a great story to tell. And it turned out to be a a podcast that we found very exciting and we're happy to do it. Uh, Another thing I want to point out to to the listeners is you're going to say, well, how do I get all this information? Well, you can certainly go to the DAU public website and all the industry support webpage, and all that information is there. You can also go to the DAU iCatalog, the interactive catalog It's on the website and all the information about the credentials, about DAU courses, about learning all the information you need to do on where it is and how to enroll in it is there. So uh, we're trying to make it as easy as possible for you to, to get the information and use it. And again, we're really, if, you, if you're interested in participating with a topic or you have a speaker you'd like to recommend, then you can reach out to me, I, you can send it to me at kenneth, K-E-N-N-E-T-H dot carcuff, C-A-R-K-H-U-F-F, carcuff at D-A-U dot E-D-U, and say, hey, heard the podcast, I'd like to I'd like to be on it, or I'd like to recommend a topic, and uh, we will do our very best to see if it makes sense, and get it out in the space, because we're talking to industry, we're talking to the federal government, and we're talking to academia. This is, as Anthony mentioned earlier, we really want this to be a conversation of a topic that is germane to what's going on uh, within the defense industrial base and the acquisition uh, market space.
1: Well, to your point about communicating and the value of over communicating, I appreciate that invitation. The more we can have a dialogue and now we have the means to have recorded dialogues where people who may not want to get in front of the microphone, but they would like to be the fly on the wall to hear conversations that speak to their wheelhouse and tell them how they can do things better within this world. I think it's very, very important. It's a great opportunity. Ken, as we wind down, any final thoughts you'd like to share
2: today? Well, first of all, I want to thank you for this opportunity. It's been real exciting to see where we started a little over a year ago with a concept and where it's matured, too. Uh, we took the time to do a review, you, Joni, and I, and we talked about some things we we could tweak. One of the issues was maybe getting me on to talk about some things. Uh, so that's really, uh, I think, a good thing. Uh, the other thing I really would like to just leave with everybody is it really is conversational? It really is networking. Uh, it's about collaborative. I mean, whether it's small business, whether it's market research, all parts of acquisition, it really is a team sport. So I just encourage everyone uh, to work, you know, within your network, work collegially. Work as part of the team. Be value-added in whatever you do. And what's going on at DAU is exciting. We're a great place uh, to come and participate in what's going on and, and help one another be a lifelong learner and get learning that's valuable and actionable for you. So back to you, Anthony. And thanks. Really appreciate this time and this discussion today.
1: I'll just add in closing that conversation is the most powerful learning asset ever invented. What I like about this format is the technology is kind of invisible. We're sort of back around the old primal campfire learning from each other. So in that spirit, I hope that this episode is helpful to all of you. And Ken, thank you again for being with me today.
2: You're very welcome.
0: This is Ken Karkov once more. I want to thank our guests for participating in today's conversation. Your insights and perspectives will surely help our listeners. And an invitation to our listeners, if you'd like to participate as a guest in a future conversation, please reach out to me at kenneth.karkhuff at Till next time, stay engaged and collaborate across your networks. Everyone's talents and skills are needed within the defense industrial base as we fulfill the national defense strategy together.